0: you struggle to find answers to your pelvic health problems? Do you feel silenced in your quest to just feel better? Women, girls, sisters, if you have experienced infertility, PCOS, incontinence, painful periods, sexual trauma, and so much more associated with the pelvis, then women's pelvis wellness is a place for you. Me and experts from around the world are joining here to get you the answers to the holistic health that you have been seeking. Please join us in being a pelvis wellness warrior. Thank you for joining us today. We have Pedek Totley back here again, and she is um, a vaginismus healing facilitator. She herself has experienced vaginismus in her life. Um, She's a certified yoga instructor. She teaches yoga and meditation. She's also the founder of Yes We Can Cure Vaginismus Together and Overcoming Vaginismus Together. Her website is www.yeswecancure.com. She's currently living between two countries, Istanbul, Turkey, and Chiang Mai, China, or I mean Thailand, rather, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) She is super passionate about helping people with vaginismus, one of the sexual dysfunctions, raise awareness of this condition and how they can take action to overcome it before they lose any more time living with it in silence. They can have pain-free penetrative sex, feel more confident, empowered, and whole. Thank you so much, Peddock, for being here with me today. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Amy.
0: And I wanted to share, like I did in the shorter interview that, um, you know, I've been a woman my whole life (laughs) and and I've worked in healthcare, taking care of geriatric women, Um, you know, since I was 17, I transitioned into, you know, more holistic treatments, energy healing, massage therapy, and I've been specifically working in women's pelvic health for two and a half years. And I had never heard of this condition. Yeah. So I'm very thankful that I put that post out in the Yogini group. I thought that was amazing and you talked or you commented on that and here we are. So yeah. I'm I thank you for being vulnerable and for being authentic and really bringing awareness to this condition that many 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 women suffer with worldwide and most have probably never heard of. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Amy. Thank you. <laughs> so if you could just share a little bit about, you know, kind of your own story um, and what I have found, you know, many years ago, and just, it, it seems more and more and more as I get into this arena that women who have, who have businesses like yours, they have to create that healing for themselves because they can't find it anywhere else. So we heal women from what we needed healing from.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Because it's not, we had to kind of create our own path. Yeah. So again, even more reason, you know, to have people like you on. So <laughs>
1: thank you. Yeah. Thank you also. So yeah, I lived with this condition for more than 10 years. And when I, I'm 38 now, when I turned 30, I said, wow, it's enough. I mean, it's enough. How long do you want to wait till you turn 40 or 50 just to take action on curing this condition? I mean, I have a condition and I need to take care of it. I can not ignore it anymore. That was the first time in my life that I really wanted to overcome this condition. Then I took action, Amy. Like literally it was my, it was on my birthday, 5th of May. (laughs) And I sat down in front of the computer and I looked for the help because it was the first time that I was looking for the help online, you know, or outside. And then I had an appointment. Then I went to the clinics and I got cured of it in three days physically. Right. But it took me like 11 days plus three days, actually. Sorry, 11 years plus three days, actually. Right. Yeah. And I simply ignored this condition. Why I do right now what I do is just because of um, raising the awareness on this condition. And I also tell women that, that they don't have to wait that long. It is really curable, and I was very embarrassed by this condition. You know, by living with this condition, so it was very hard to talk about it. And only my mom and my one of my best friends knew it, and all my uh, partners knew it, of course. But I was pretending like having sex. You know, in you know in in um, with my friends, we were talk. They were talking talking about their sex life and I was pretending also I had one it was very heavy also to pretend someone that I was not actually so um, I got I I turned 30 and I said yes I want to overcome this condition and I could overcome it at the time if there would be one single woman in front of me saying that she had this condition and she could overcome it and she knew that how to overcome it and then i wouldn't lose those years, you know yeah. because it was hard to take action that's where i am in the role i mean uh there's that's where i am helping women like yeah. you can overcome this condition it's treatable it's curable Because the more you live with this condition, um, the harder it is to believe that you can overcome it. Sure. Yeah.
0: Sure. And like you said, it was three days physically.
1: Physically. It was three days. Yeah.
0: So what happened in those three days? How did you physically get cured from it?
1: Yeah. Basically there are um, dilator sets and they're coming um, mostly as five dilators uh sure. they have different sizes the smallest one is almost like pinky finger size sure and, and you said
0: up. they're basically like a dildo,
1: dildo like a dildo but, but it's, they don't uh, vibrate no no no. they don't vibrate no, right. no they don't vibrate uh in different sizes and the last size is almost like a penis size sure. mm-hmm. and then basically um where i went to was a clinic you know, and the gynecologist helped me to do it. But normally women are buying those sets and they are um, practicing with those dilators. So basically what you do at the moment is, wow, I have a hole. I have an entry because you don't believe that you have a hole, you know. Even if you say, yeah, 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 in the porn, they have a hole or people can have sex. But this is different for me. I I can not even uh put the tip of my finger so how 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 can i insert a penis so this is really unbelievable for a woman with vaginismus i mean in my case it was like that so when you insert a dilator insert anything into your vagina it's like a transformation wow i can insert something so i have a hole sure you know it then it's easier to believe in that you can insert the largest size also. Sure. But everybody's path is different. Everybody's time is different. Most of the time, while dilating, we have lots of difficulties, conflicts, you know, Mm -hmm. whenever we encounter a pain, uh, how we are treating to the pain or how we are talking to ourselves, how how we are um, trying to... Push forward against the pain. It's exactly how we are in our daily day life. So we are ac- actually reflecting our habits while we are dilating too. So that's why it's really important to get to know ourselves more. How we are talking to ourselves, you know, right. how we are discouraging, how we are not motivating ourselves, right? How we are uh, saying like, oh, it's gonna be very painful. I knew that you couldn't do it. I knew that you couldn't do it. You know that kind of sound, that kind of voice is most of the time there. So it's hard not to listen to that voice and continue to dilate. That's why it can take long time to do it with consistency because it's really important to dilate with consistency. Sure.
0: Yeah. So yeah, you're just taking those dilators that they come, like you said, the smallest is about your pinky finger and then it just goes up in small increments. And you just insert that
1: and wait till your body relaxes or? Yeah, exactly. There are, you know, there are muscles in our vaginas. So those muscles need to relax, need to be trained to relax. So uh, we are training our muscles while working with the dilators actually. Right. And um, yeah, we are in, we are, Enlargening our capacity, vaginal capacity, uh, and we're getting used to something in us also. We're getting to the idea that something can insert also. Without pain. Without pain. Yeah. Without pain, of course. Yeah.
0: I can totally see how this would, how the energetic and emotional and mental aspect of it would be way... It would take much longer and would be much more difficult to heal the woman from than the physical side of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most of the time, you know, Amy, it was really hard for me while living with virginism. I was most of the time having very depressed mood. You know, things were triggering me, and I was ending up thinking. I am not worthy, I am not lovable, I am a mistake, you know. This condition, is, while living with this condition, you're so open to, to many different triggers. Even my trigger, for instance, to see a pregnant woman. Whenever I saw a pregnant woman, then I was just saying, hey, Patek, look at you. And I was also you know, comparing myself to her. Look at her, she could have sex and look at you you, you cannot have sex, bravo. You know, that kind of voice was in me. And then that trigger was becoming like, um, my, I I was ending up thinking like, Oh, I am a mistake at the, eventually. So that was my cycle. I was getting triggered by something and feeling very sad. And then that voice was talking and talking. I was feeling sorry for myself. Yeah. Pitying myself, you know that these feelings are very heavy, uh, very heavy to to deal with, to cope sure. with. Yeah. I then I was I was getting lost in those thoughts, and I was feeling very depressed. It became harder and harder and harder uh, while living with this condition. Sure. Yeah.
0: And I don't know what it is in you know how it is in the two cultures that you live. But you know, here in America, I feel like it's we still have that expectation of, well, you're you're going to grow up, you're going to get married, and you're going to have children. I mean, that's what that's just what you do. I mean, I know that that's not across the board. That was certainly the culture in my family. You know, you're gonna you're gonna grow up and you're gonna get married and you're gonna have a kid. You know, that's that's just what you do. So when you can't have children for whatever reason it is terribly shameful. Yeah. You know, I mean, I obviously help. this is one of the things I help women with is, you know, them to be able to have a child regardless of their condition. And then you constantly have the people asking, you know, when are you going to have babies? When are you going to have babies? How come you don't have babies yet? All the time. Even after I was married and had a child, I still had people saying, well, when are you going to have another baby? You know my first two children are only fifteen months apart, uh-huh, so I mean, when your baby is five, six months old, and people are saying, "When are you going to have another one?" I'm like, "Dude, I just had this one. I <laughs> can't enjoy and then you tell them, "Hey, guess what? I'm pregnant again, and then they're like, "Wow, so soon, they're gonna be really close together. <laughs> you know so i I can imagine that that would be just so again like you said, so incredibly heavy because not only are you not able to have the children that would be triggered, but you can't even have sex, which, you know, when you're going into a partnership, I mean, that just, I mean, that would almost trigger PTSD. I could see just how scared you would be. Like I'm going to have to tell this person and what are they going to say?
1: Yeah. But you know, Amy, it's so interesting though mind is so interestingly uh, powerful so which is good news actually so yes, that we can transform we our our unhealthy habits into the ones which can serve us also right but i was creating an environment for me which is safe which was safe what i mean from that is i was in the relationships that i was oh, oh with men who I uh, was not sexually attracted to. You know, right. I love them. I love them, of course. But I was not sexually attracted to them. And I stayed in one of them. In one of my relationships took for three years and the other one for five years. Yes. It was very safe, Amy. You know, it was very safe. So I didn't need to think about overcoming this condition because it was all right for them. So to have uh, supportive husbands or partners is really nice, is really good. But also it's really important to see how we are, um, h- h- how we feel there. Like is it, it shouldn't be very comfortable also, right? We need to get out of this comfort zone because right. it's hard to... Um, it's hard to take a step to heal. You know, it's, it, it was easy for me to stay there so, so that I, need, I didn't need to find another man that I would, you know, feel a little bit more sexually attract, attraction. But actually, I was also saying, when I fall in love, then I will feel relaxed and open my vagina. That was one of my beliefs. Sure. You know, one of the stories that I was telling my, to myself but I was choosing a man who I was not sexually attracted to. So there was a conflict. Sure. I was saying, I want to overcome it, but actually when you look at my actions, it was not related, you know, I was not creating that kind of, I was creating that safe space, um, comfortable place and it was all right. So it was easier to ignore this condition. Sure. You know, and I ignored till I turned 30. It's unbelievable though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And when I overcame physically, when I overcame vaginismus physically, I asked my ex-partner to meet again because I was single when I took action. Uh, And we met and we tried again and it didn't happen. I didn't want him. You know, I didn't want to allow him in me. Because it's not just only inserting a penis into your vagina thing. It's a whole thing, actually. Right. And I was not, I I didn't want to have penetrative sex with him. But look at that. I stayed in that relationship for five years. You know, because it was easier to stay in that. Well,
0: sure, because you knew that he would impress the issue. So then you didn't have to.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it was all right. I was not turning on that much. I was not, you know, I, 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 I was even like, I was even thinking like, maybe I am um, asexual, you know, maybe I'm not interested into sex anymore. And then I thought maybe I'm just interested into women. I really wanted to understand if I was interested into women. And then I saw that I, no, I, it was not my interest sure you you know you start to believe oh maybe it's okay not to have sex if you intentionally choose not to have sex that's all right of course right sure that's all right but it was not coming from that place it was coming from okay you can ignore patek you can ignore it as long as you want because you don't want sex okay so you can stay in the relationship look you can also have a relationship no worries so, you can ignore it. So, mind has that much power. If you right. don't look at it, we can just listen to it. You know, it was really sure. powerful for me to see that, wow, I am creating that safe space for myself, that comfortable space, environment for myself.
0: Yeah. And it's easy to do. It's easy to do. You know, I mean, it's kind of how we're programmed, a lot of humans. Um, so, when a client comes to you, how do you how do you help them through the work that you do
1: so first and foremost they have to be diagnosed with this condition by a doctor sure and uh this is really important by a gynecologist it, 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 it's really important to be diagnosed um and we are working on our mindset we're working on because we're using mindfulness practices So there are home assignments. We are talking about um, cognitive side of our mind. And we are practicing meditation so that we're getting closer to our patterns also. You know, we are learning during the sessions. We are, and also... um, during each practice because women coming to me are also practicing mindfulness meditation in their daily life so it is helping us to getting closer to ourselves we are learning what kind of habits we have we're learning how we are treating ourselves with respect or with disrespect you know what kind of thoughts arising, and what kind of emotions arising accompanying to those thoughts, and how we are feeling those how we are experiencing in our bodies, so we are learning to respond to our patterns, thinking patterns in a different way rather than getting getting lost in them, we're just bringing our attention back to the moment, back to the bodily bodily sensations. So rather than avoiding them, we are learning to look at them. So also while dilating, because th- there is a part that we are also dilating, while dilating, also we are looking at the pain or mm-hmm. the fear of having pain right? and coming back to the present moment coming back to the bodily sensations rather than trying to push forward against the pain. You know, we're learning to be more compassionate towards ourselves. We learn how to be more, more kind to ourselves. So these attitudes are not that easy to cultivate. So I'm helping women to cultivate those skill sets as practicing while practicing mindfulness and during the sessions. Right. You
0: know, it's just so interesting because we would never say to our children or to our loved ones, the things that we say to ourselves. Yeah. Because it's mean. It's mean. (laughs) Because it's mean. And it's, and it's just, I mean, you're, you're just beating yourself down and we're not even aware of it. I mean, I remember After because I had two babies very close together both by c-section and I remember being absolutely disgusted Yeah, you know, and I remember um, When I had an ultrasound We did not find out the sex of our first baby. We were surprised, but I knew it was a boy because you know mother's intuition the second baby I knew it was a girl, but he my um, their dad wanted confirmation so it they did during the ultrasound they said it was a girl and in that moment when they said that it was a girl I prayed that she would look like her father so she would be pretty oh, because gosh. I literally hated how I looked. Yeah. You know,
1: I can relate to that.
0: Yeah, and so we're just we're just so freaking mean to ourselves, you know, because I know that I'm beautiful now but all of those patterns, and I think too that, I think a lot of these patterns are possibly inherited, or you know what we saw in the home growing up, and but not even being aware of it, because we're so disconnected from our bodies, and from our minds, and from spirit. So again, this is is probably the biggest component of it it's bigger it's it's more important than the dilation you know i mean that's uh, obviously important too but that's not going to work if you don't fix the mind.
1: exactly
0: right that's incredible exactly.
1: um i want to tell you i want to share with you one pivotal moment yes. uh, i was so much interested also into permaculture it's a um a design of a sustainable farm sustainable living style sure. so i went to the farm yep. uh and we were working so hard you know we were working so hard from 6 30 a.m till 9 p.m we were working in the farm you know and there, we were like 16 men and four women and ah oh, amy it was so challenging out of my comfort zone that farm told me tons of things about myself you know how i was discouraging myself every single minute and there was a moment that we had to lift the hay up hay is the lightest lightest thing in the- <laughs> you know right, yeah. three year old kid lift it up he can just or they can just lift it up so easy you know i'm talking about that kind of easy thing right yeah so we're supposed to lift the hay up and there was a structure there was a frame in front of us and throw it to onto that structure onto that frame sure that was easy stuff you know so easy and i was the only woman uh, there and the others didn't come and uh On my right-hand side, there was a a man. And the other side, there was a man also. So then I started to compare myself, you know, those kind of patterns. Okay. And they were just doing it, you know, so easy for them. I mean, for everyone actually. But they, they seemed so relaxed. But you had to record me. It was so obvious that there were two women in my mind. One was saying, hey, don't do it. Don't do it, Patek. What if you cannot lift it? what if you embarrass yourself? I'm just telling this with goosebumps, by the way. What if they talk about you, that you're just a woman and you cannot do it? Don't lift it. And I was like, you know, everybody doing this move, by the way. And I was just like frozen. And the other one was just going, Hey, you can do it. Just do it. Just try it. What happens if you cannot lift it? Pete, come on. It's the lightest thing. Come on, you can do it. And I was like having maybe, I don't know, 20 seconds or something, like really frozen. And I just said, okay, whatever. I'm just going to give it a try. And I lifted up and I throw it, you know, it just happened. And I was like a, like, like, a, um, like, a, like a kid, like very happy. Yeah, I did it. I did it, you know. And I was 34 at the time. Yeah. Look at that limiting belief you cannot do it. Yeah. Don't embarrass yourself. You are weak. Don't show it. That was my, that was my motto, you know, don't show it. So I was pretending like I can do everything, very strong woman, on the outside. Right. But on the inside, I was feeling very small, very weak, very passive.
0: Right. You know,
1: I was not valuing to be a woman to be a woman was something negative negative for me that was my thing actually and in that farm in that masculine environment i was getting triggered by every single things you know then i could grow then i could recognize those patterns because they were there and it was impossible to ignore them it was impossible to see that voice you know and I was just saying, hey, I'm not gonna listen to you. I'm just gonna lift this hay up. And it was a very pivotal moment for me. Wow, you know, I did it, <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for sharing that because we definitely all
0: have pivotal moments in our life where we're just thinking to ourselves, what, what? Because yeah. I remember um, when you, because when you become a Reiki practitioner, you get a Reiki guide. And you have to figure out who your Reiki guide is by connecting to them through Reiki, well, my Reiki guide is Mother Mary, and you know um when you're talking about the angels and saints or mary and jesus they're they're not um it's not in a religious sect kind of way they're there for everybody you know and and what they symbolize so Mother Mary is my Reiki guide, and she symbolizes unconditional love so but when I, when, when I channeled her and she told me that I was like, yeah, right. I'm not worthy. Mother Mary, right. Like Jesus's mom is going to be my Reiki guide, And then I thought, well, why the hell not? You know, is she not the symbolism of the mother of us all? You know, um, you know, if you kind of believe that way. Mm-hmm. And so, and I was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's not, um, they're not connected to any type of religious sect but that was, that was my experience. How I was introduced. Sure. And, I mean, we just, we just don't believe how goddamn amazing we are. And we are, we are amazing. We are incredible. And when we have these healers like you, like myself, who are just saying enough is enough, no more silence. We're going to talk and we're going to talk and we're going to talk until someone hears us. That's only going to continue to inspire other women to find their truth and their power and their gifts to continue the healing. So thank you again so much for being on here. Um, It's really, really important. So I appreciate it more than I can say.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me, Amy. It's really important for me also to have that kind of safe space to talk about this condition. Thank you very much.
0: So let everybody know how um,
1: they can find you and, you know, if you have an offering. Yeah, they can get a free guide um, for healing vaginismus. Um, The link for it is yesvcancure.com slash cure. So they can get this guide from me. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Jamie. Thank you. I
0: appreciate you. you. I appreciate all you ladies for listening. And please reach out. Pedic's bio and information will be in the show notes so you can check things out. And you can also look her up on Facebook. Thank Thank you, you, ladies. Thank you for joining me today on Women's Pelvis Wellness, where you can be heard. Because remember, if you're not being heard, you're not being helped. Please join my Facebook group by the same name, Women's Pelvis Wellness and join a community of women who are there for you to support you guide you and love you through your pelvic health struggles also this is a great place to check out my new class schedule thank you for joining me in becoming a pelvis wellness warrior